0: we continue the points of benefit regarding the uh, the adhiya, the sacrifice and animal and uh, we need to follow now on some other benefits related to the odd the and then we'll talk about the description of salah the second class will be the description of salah from the things we need to know further about the Udhiya is that the person, it is better for the person who needs to sacrifice to handle the Udhiya himself meaning him himself proceeds with the slaughtering because this is something beloved to Allah, this is what is intended now if he begins the slaughter and finishes the slaughtering and cutting the jugular veins and then he gives it to another person to skin it off and take care of it and to distribute it then there is no problem in that however the person who wants to proceed with the slaughtering he should be knowledgeable about it, and able to do that, and able to do that, and should not take any risk. If he is not, he can designate someone. If he is not able or ignorant, he can designate someone. Someone who is Muslim. And then he, witnesses the slaughter so from here we know that it is permissible to designate a Muslim to slaughter and however it is not correct to designate a kitabi a Jew or a Christian Although we know that the slaughtering of the kitabi is halal. However, since this now, this udhiyah is intended as a means of nearness to Allah, and therefore it is a worship, such, as such then, it is not correct to designate a kitabi. Because the kitabi has no worship. And no intent of getting near to Allah through such a worship. He is a disbeliever. His worship is not acceptable. However, on the other hand, this should not be confused with the situation where a person may designate a kitabi to slaughter for him an animal for the sake of its meat. Then there is no there is no problem with that however the odhiyah and the hadith the sacrificial animals are not valid except from a Muslim now as to the timing of the slaughter we spoke about this earlier The permissible time is the day of the Eid on the 10th of the Hijjah after Salah, after Salat al Eid. However, it's preferable that it takes place after the Khutbah, after the Sermon. And the timing extends till the sunset on the 13th, in accordance with the correct opinion. Now, is it permissible to slaughter at night during this time? Some of the scholars dislike that, based upon a narration from Ibn Abbas, however the correct opinion that it is not disliked, because in origin this is permitted, there is no authentic cause for prohibition as to the narration of Ibn Abbas it is weak also another case if someone misses the time for slaughter due to a legal cause or forgetfulness or loss of his cattle, then he makes up this slaughtering. If a person specifies his sacrifice an animal, then there are rulings related to that. Then are rulings related to that. First ruling is that it is not permissible to transfer the ownership of it through selling or by putting putting it as a security deposit for anything, a pawn. These things are not allowed. If, on the other hand, he intends to change this animal with another which is better than it, for the benefit of the Udhiya, not for a worldly desire or a certain desire he may have, then it is permissible. Then it is permissible. Thirdly, thirdly, if he dies after specifying the animal for his hadith or for his udhiyah, or to fulfil a vow he had made, then it becomes incumbent upon his heirs to execute then it becomes incumbent upon his hires to execute. If on the other hand, he dies before assigning the sacrifice of an animal, intending it then it becomes a possession for his heirs. fourth matter related to this issue it is not allowed for him to utilize it for uh, agriculture purposes, for mounting, riding, unless there is a need. Unless there is a need. Fifthly, it is permissible for him to take from its wool, for the benefit of the animal, and he may give it as a charity or himself benefit from it. No now, if it is stolen or lost, then if it is a due, if this took, took place because of his negligence. then he should put forward an equivalent or a better one. If on the other hand, this took place not because of his action or due to negligence, then there is no responsibility for him, upon him, Unless, unless the sacrificial animal is a duty upon him before specification, because if it's a duty upon him before specification, then it must be a safe and be found and be available. Like for example, if it was a vow, then still himself is held to fulfill the vow, or to offer the hadith, after finishing the hajj. The same holds it true if a defect touches the animal whereby it renders it not fit as a sacrifice then we look if this defect occurred due to his action then he must slaughter an equivalent or something better even otherwise if it is not due to his action there is nothing upon him unless it is again unless it is due upon him an obligation upon him before specification like if it is a vow or the offering he needs to offer after finishing the hajj of tamattu' for example because his, he is held responsible for a sound one free from defect in that case Another ruling Another ruling It is not permissible To give the One who slaughters the animal On his behalf Or the butcher to give them from its meat, as a his pay. He cannot pay him for his work from its meat, for his labor. Now, can he give him from from it as a gift or sadaqah, or a charity? The answer is, if (coughs) he is poor, he can give him from it as a sadaqah. And if he is rich, he can give it, he can give him from it (coughs) as a gift. Another rule, it is not permissible, it is not permissible to sell its skin or anything from it, like its head, its stomach, its liver, or the like. case. If someone uh, slaughters uh, during the days of Adha, slaughters for a the banquet of the wedding. Slaughters during the days for the banquet of a wedding, but during the days of the Eid. Then this is not an Udhiyya. This is not an Udhiyya. It's a must in the Udhiyya that the person makes the slaughter, for the sake of Allah as a means of nearness to Allah. Case which is better to slaughter or to give its equivalent in money? as a charity. Which is better. For example, someone says I have five hundred dollars. Is it better for me to give it as a charity or I buy it by the sacrificial animal and slaughter instead? The answer is Al Afbal and to dhahi, it's better to slaughter. Now he says, I can buy for, for the $500, I can buy 10 times its meat, and give it to the poor as in charity. The answer is, you should remember that the ultimate goal in the Adhiya is seeking a means of nearness to Allah by the slaughtering. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Hajj in 2237, لا يَنال الله لحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم It's neither their meat nor their blood that reaches Allah, but it's piety from you that reaches Him. Now, if someone says, if amongst Muslims there is a severe hardship, and that charity with money could be beneficial to meet their needs under this situation, so which takes preference? The answer is that, in this case, warding of the harm from the Muslims takes precedence because this will be saving of lives and the sunnah and the adhiyah is a revival of the sunnah and then saving the lives in this case takes precedence is that clear? Clear yeah. Alhamdulillah. It is also recommended that <clears throat> the person eats from the udhiyah and gives in charity and also gives as a gift. What's the difference between the gift and the charity? Al gift Al Hadiyah. What's the difference? Al the gift, what's intended in it is closeness, friendship. However, this is is related to a gift, but what is intended as a means of nearness to Allah is a a sadaqah, is a charity. And therefore, the sadaqah will be for the person who needs, and the gift will be for someone who doesn't. Some of the scholars said that one-third should be eaten, one-third should be given as a hadiyah, gift, and one-third should be given as a sadaqah. And it is narrated that this is from Ibn Mas'ud رضي الله تعالى عنه. Sahih and the correct opinion is that this is not in accordance with a definite particularization for this proportion by way of sharia. The sunnah however is To benefit the Muslims from it And to benefit the person himself By eating from it That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated In Surah Al-Hajj 22-28 فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا وَأَطْعِمُوا الْبَائِسَ الْفَقِيرُ فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا وَأَطْعِمُوا الْبَائِسَ الْفَقِيرُ Then eat thereof and feed therewith The poor who have a very hard time Also in the same surah 236 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا وَأَطْعِمُوا الْقَانِعَ وَالْمُعْتَرَبَ." And feed the beggar who does not ask and the beggar who asks So, with respect to the Udhiya With respect to the Udhiya It's recommended to eat from it Whether it is An Udhiya obligated by a vow Or not obligated As to the Hadi, as to the Hadi which is to be given to the needy of the haram, then there are details. There are details. First what's obligated? The Hadi obligated due to a violation of the hajj, due to a violation in hajj, or abandoning a wajib, an obligation, then it is not permissible to eat from it, because in this case it is an expiation, in this case it is an expiation. it takes the form of an expiation I will repeat, yes the hadith the hadith which is due to a violation of the prohibited matters in hajj or due to abandoning a wajib, an obligation in hajj then it is not permissible to eat from it. It's not permissible to eat from it. Totally it's going to be offered to the poor of the haram. The haram area in Mecca. To the needy. Totally. He cannot eat from it. This is the hadi which is due to a violation of the prohibited matters of the hajj, you know, because we studied the violations, right? You remember we studied the violations for uh, of the prohibited matters, or uh, due to abandoning a wajib, also due to abandoning a wajib, terk wajib. Then it is not permissible to eat from it, because this thought this is offered to the poor, and this is like it is done as a form of expiation kafara this is known as damu jubran or fidya second second thing what's obligated as a thanks to Allah, a gratitude like the hadith of tamattu' and qiran the hadith, the animal to be offered after finishing, completing the hajj, then in this case, it is permissible to eat from, as came in the sunnah. As came in the sunnah. Is that clear, the second case? The second, because the Hadi is more than one. Yes, what's obligated as a thanks to Allah, like the Hadi of Tamattu' and Quran which is offered after the completion of hajj, then he should eat from it. And give sadaqah also. As to the Tatawa, the optional hadith, then there is no problem at all to eat from and to give as charity. Case, case. What about if the offering is for an orphan? orphan, then it is permissible that the orphan eats from it and also gives in charity and as a gift. now the question is is it permissible to sacrifice from the using the wealth of the yatim of the orphan the answer is if the tradition such that if the orphan does not make the sacrifice then their hearts will be broken their hearts will be broken if the orphans don't offer the sacrifice their hearts will be broken then in this case it is permissible to take from his money And make the sacrifice. Just like we buy for him a new clothes for Eid, knowing that he has clothes sufficient. But for the time of Eid, we may take from his money and buy him a new clothes. So if it is known, because this is a matter of spending in in goodness, and if it is known in the tradition of the people where this orphan lives, to offer the sacrifice, then it's to be offered even from his own money. Now, ruling. It is haram forbidden for the person making the sacrifice to take from his hair or take from his skin or take from his nails from the time. From the beginning of the hijjah From the beginning of the hijjah From the first day of the 12th month Until he completes the sacrifice Until he completes the sacrifice And we studied in a previous discussion The Hikmah, the wisdom behind Not taking from these things Not taking anything from these things Then what about if someone sacrifices on behalf of someone else? So on those on whom the sacrifice, on whose behalf is the sacrifice is made. Like for example, the Prophet ﷺ used to make sacrifices on behalf of his family, his household. And we don't have any report to indicate that he told them not to take from their hair or their nails and from their skin. Had this been haram upon them, he would have made that clear to them. But suppose a person did that, and took some of his hair, for example. Then there is no expiation on him. There is no expiation on him. So, his udhiyah is accepted, however he is disobedient and the saying by some common Muslims that if anyone takes from his hair or his nails anything during these ten days then there is no acceptable adhiyah for him this is incorrect because there is no relation between the validity of the adhiyah and taking anything of these three prohibited things. And suppose a person did not make intention to offer the adhiyya, except during the ten days, except during the ten days. For example, on the fifth, he made the intention to offer an odhiy. And he already took some of his hair, or fingernails. Then it is correct. And the period of prohibition begins from the time he intends to offer the odhiy. The beginning of prohibition for him to take from any of these three things begins from the time when he intended the Udhiya. And if you give the Udhiyya for someone to slaughter it for you, the ruling applies to you. The designate, there is nothing upon him in terms of taking from these things, from the hair or the nails or the skin. Because in this case, the designate is like a butcher. Suppose suppose the person got a long nail and it broke, there is nothing upon him, or if a piece of it harms him, it is permissible to take it out and there is nothing upon him. Similarly, if a hair falls into his eye or grows under his eyebrow inside and hurts his eye, then taking that out also toward the harm is okay and there is nothing upon him. If a person intends to make circumcision for himself, he accepts islam enters into the islam in the in these ten days, then he should not make the circumcision during these days because he's going to take from his skin. Some people also become mindless about taking from the skin of their heels. You see them sitting and picking some skin from the heels. They also should watch for that. This brings the end of today's class, and inshallah, this concludes the adhia. This concludes the class on the adhia. Alhamdulillah, rabbi alamin, wa sallallahu ala nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallibhi ajma'i.